0: Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of rapid fire on this Wednesday, July seventh. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host with you for the next hour as we delve into this week's craziest topics. Now it's the third day of the week. Some people in the chat are saying it's actually the fourth day of the week, whatever. It's Wednesday, we're halfway through the week and things are crazy as per usual. This past weekend was the fourth of July. And I don't know about you guys, but it did feel a little bit different for me this year. So we're going to be focusing on that we're going to be touching on three main points today, and that is the Chinese infiltration of America, one of the reasons why July 4th did feel different this year. We're also going to be talking about the newest deadly weapon that was allegedly used during the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. We're going to be talking about the border crisis that apparently no longer exists, according to MSNBC, the latest teenager that died from the COVID jab, and um, the new political play that a lot of politicians are using. That is, if it's inconvenient, it now no longer exists. I don't know if that's necessarily new, but it's something that we're seeing time and time again. So we're going to be going into that. Um, if you guys are just coming in, please remember to share this video as well. Um, you know, share the link. A lot of you guys don't get notified when I go live, so please feel free to share the link. And let's go ahead and delve right into all of the crazy news. Now, I want to focus in on July 4th, which again, was this past Sunday. Happy Independence Day. Happy 4th of July to everybody in the chat. Of course, this is such a beautiful holiday when it's very patriotic. We're constantly seeing American flags flying, but Democrats, of course, had to come in with their two cents, and we saw people like Cory Bush come and say that when they say the Fourth of July is about American freedom, remember this: the freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. Okay, Cory Bush, but she wasn't the only one. We also had Maxine Waters who wanted to come in and say July Fourth and uh, the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men, of course. She had to make the jab in there, but uh, you know, these two politicians weren't the only one. We also had had native americans this man who goes by lakota man on twitter flipping off mount rushmore saying hey america f you for desecrating our sacred mountain hashtag happy fourth and then um cherry on top of the cake oh this is actually from vice news we'll get into that in a second but um we also had people like mia khalifa come out who again was made famous because she did pornography in a hijab you know and um She couldn't she couldn't do that in Middle Eastern countries. And I believe she is barred from some Middle Eastern countries because she did that. And uh, even she decided to desecrate on the country that made her famous by allowing her to do the degenerate acts that, again, granted her all of that fame. So, of course, we had all of these liberals, all these Democrats coming out and just straight up desecrating our country, crapping on the fourth. We had Antifa burning the American flag on our streets. And the fourth really did feel different to me this year because I sat back and I realized that, you know, so many conservative political commentators because I probably listen to about four or five shows every single day from Alex Jones to Dan Bongino to Michael Knowles. I like a wide array of news so I know what's going on in every aspect of America, every aspect of the world. I like to keep up with everything. Now, I noticed on Monday and Tuesday, one of the main central talking points in regards to July 4th was Democrats hate America, liberals hate America, they're desecrating our flag, they're desecrating our country. And the main point that I want a lot of people to take a step back and realize is this isn't American versus American. And I don't feel like we should be focusing in on Democrats and liberals hating America because this is nothing new. It's something that we've seen time and time again. What we should be focusing in on is the complete infiltration of China in our government, in our media, in Hollywood, in our sports, in every aspect of our life, in our college institutions, in everything. So everyone is focused right now on, oh, Democrats hate America, this and that. But the real enemy here and the central issue that we should be focused and worried about that no one seems to really ever want to touch on or talk about is the Chinese influence that is rampaging and desecrating and deteriorating our country from within, which is how we got to where we are today. We'll get into a little bit more of that, but Vice News came out with this piece and um, absolutely hilarious. It's about the capital siege in January 6th. And um, I wanted to touch on this point too, because I sat back on July 4th, and I realized that we're now living in a country where intelligence agencies are targeting private American citizens. They're setting up Americans for crimes and throwing them in jail, not giving them any senten- sentencing times or, you know, allowing them to go in front of a court and have their, their, um, like testimony heard or anything like that. They're just being thrown in jail cells. And we now live in a country where the government is targeting private citizens because of their political leanings and they are coming down on them very hard. And we do have a justice system system that is coming down very hard on Americans who do have a certain political leaning. And you cannot tell me that's not true because, you know, people who were involved with the Capitol siege on January 6th, still rotting in jail. Meanwhile, the same Antifa and BLM domestic terrorists who burned down America for a whole entire year, scot-free running around the streets, still terrorizing American citizens. So those are the two different Americas that we're living in now. And, uh, it is very telling to see the differences in political persecution or just persecution as a whole in regards to right extremism versus left extremism. So we'll get into that. But of course, Vice had to come out with this piece Um Reporters who survived the deadly Capitol riot are still struggling. Some won't go back into the building. Several have sought therapy to deal with trauma. Many still aren't sleeping well. As a reporter, as a federally credentialed reporter who was at January 6th and was at the Capitol riot and watched people get flashbanged, watched people get punched in the face, got tear gassed, almost fell off of a rickety raft. Like Rafter, uh, because I got pepper sprayed in the face. This piece is absolutely disgusting. It's the ridiculous. It's hilarious to me. And also, as a reporter who has had who had reporter friends who were in Kenosha and watched people get shot and killed in the street, and as a reporter myself who's been mobbed, attacked by Black Lives Matter, and watched extremists beat up grandpas to a pulp on the street in Washington D.C., this piece is an absolute joke. As is Vice News. They definitely have strained so far away from the the days when Gavin McGinnis was a part of this uh, publication. Now, this is the piece right here. And I want us to focus in on this picture because uh, Q Shaman, we're going to be getting back to him later in regards to the political persecution. But of course, they use this iconic photo of all these Trump supporters in the Capitol building, many of whom were let in by Capitol police that day. They used this photo for their piece. And again, that headline reads, so, so angry reporters who survived the Capitol riot are still struggling. Funny thing about this too. I love this headline and I love all of the just complete nonsense that we keep seeing coming out of the Capitol. The only people that died on January 6th were Trump supporters. The one Capitol police officer that did die did not die the day of the Capitol siege. He died a couple days later because of a stroke. So he didn't die that day. The only people who died on January 6th were Trump supporters. So let's get that straight first off. Now, I wanna keep going into this because uh, Jesse Kelly makes the important point here. The entire American leftist existence is fighting boogeymen who don't exist and claiming valor for wars that were never fought. Now, this is a New Jersey congressman who is donating his suit that he wore during the Capitol riot to the Smithsonian. Apparently, this is the blue suit that he wore as he was cleaning up the Capitol. And I just wanna point out this picture. It's absolutely hilarious to me. This man is picking up water bottles in the Capitol in this suit. D- donating it to the Smithsonian because this is the suit that he wore to clean up during the Capitol riot. Like, are you freaking kidding me at this point? The Democrats are an absolute joke. Liberals are an absolute joke. And all of the reporters, and, you know, going back to this Vice piece too, I thought that this was absolutely hilarious because Cameron Joseph, the writer of this article who said, you know, the reporters that survived are just still dealing with PTSD. He, in his own article Right here talks about how he didn't feel threatened at all during the entire time the Capitol was being sieged until I guess some protesters blocked um, uh, his way from leaving. Yeah, he said he only felt personally threatened once during the insurrection when riders briefly cut off his exit route. That's the only time during the entire insurrection that he felt threatened or scared And he wrote an entire piece about how he and other reporters had PTSD. Give me a break, bro. After that month, after I got tear gassed at January 6th, I couldn't breathe right for a month because I breathed in so much tear gas. Elijah Schaefer was not in a good state when I saw him either. But guess what we did that night as soon as we got finished at January 6th. One, all the restaurants were closed in D.C. because of what is the D.C. mayor? Muriel Bowser's stupid COVID-19 restrictions closed down all the restaurants early so we couldn't get food. We hadn't eaten all day. We were both couldn't breathe very well because of tear gas. Guess what we did right after that? We went and we did a hit on Glenn Beck's show. We went and we made sure that we got the news out. We went and we did a live stream on our YouTube channel and we kept working for days and days. And then the DHS came and they were threatening us. They weren't threatening me per se, but they were coming after Elijah. He's talked about this on his show. If you guys want to go more in depth on it, go ahead and, you know, go to the slightly offensive channel. We've talked about it a lot, how the FBI and intelligence agencies have been weaponized to now target private American citizens and journalists in this country. So this piece by the, by Vice is just absolutely hilarious to me. And this congressman donating his suit to the Smithsonian that he cleaned up the Capitol. in. again, this man's literally pictured here picking up water bottles, bro. Give me a break, man. I cannot deal with liberals in this country anymore at this point. I just, I, just, I genuinely can't. I can't. All right. So <sighs> I'm getting too spicy today, guys. We're only 10 minutes in. I need, I need to chill because we have so much news to get to and I'm ranting a little bit here. Let me refocus. So the Daily Beast today came out with a new piece about this deadly weapon that was allegedly used during the capital riots and okay I just want to go ahead and give you guys a trigger warning here because I know a lot of zoomers and some millennials get a lot of anxiety and um they need a trigger warning when they're about to see something like a knife or a gun because it could really just scare them and trigger their anxiety so to anybody in the chat who might just be triggered by this you know just tread cautiously with what I'm about to show you okay <clears throat> so the Daily Beast came out with this headline today. Riot leader had fully constructed U.S. Capitol Lego set at home, the FBI says. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI is now taking Lego sets into evidence in regards to riot leaders and using it to say that, well, he may have used the uh, Capitol Lego set for the insurrection. We don't know. Yes, that is actually something that is said here in this article. The prosecutors didn't say whether Moore's used his toy to help plan the Capitol insurrection. It was a Lego replica of the building he allegedly stormed and it was the Capitol building. So uh, now Lego sets of the Capitol building are now evidence um, for the Capitol siege. Absolutely hilarious. And this is the entire state of our country and our intelligence agencies. Are we going after the BLM or Antifa domestic terrorists that just this past weekend were beating up old men in the streets? No, we're not going to go after them. Are we going to go after any of the, uh, you know, neocons and war criminals that have infiltrated our Congress and have gotten us into endless wars? No, we're not going to look into that either. Are we going to look into Patrice Coolers and how she used millions of dollars from BLM to buy million dollar mansions? Not that we would use our intelligence agencies for that, but it's like, the media either, you know, no one's really going to look at that or touch that. No, we're going to focus on the fully constructed US Capitol Lego set that was used by a riot leader. Okay, because those are the important issues at hand that we need to be focused on. I saw this meme as well, um, of I think his name's Andy Kim, Andy something, this New Jersey congressman, um, someone photoshopped this picture of him. Instead of picking up those water bottles at the Capitol, he's picking up Legos. Hilarious to me. And then um, <laughs> there's this meme, too, of the Q shaman. He's screaming out. And then um, it's a little Lego, and it says property of the FBI. I just thought those were kind of funny. And I thought I would bring in some lightheartedness to this um, topic here. Now, I do want to focus in, again, on Capitol officers that have been killed because there's a lot of misinformation going around that many Capitol police died on January 6th. Again, not true. Jack Posobiec tweeted this out today. This is Officer Billy Evans. He was murdered in the April 2nd capital terrorist attack by an, a nation of Islam extremists. He's the only capital police officer to be murdered in the past 20 years. Let's keep going. Prior to the 4-2 attack in 2017, two officers were shot in a mass shooting committed by a Russiagate extremist at a congressional baseball game. They each received the Medal of Valor. But are you going to see these police officers' names? Do we even know these police officers' names? We do now, but we didn't prior because no one in the media was talking about that. Because guess what? No one really cares about extremism unless it's uh, their ideal enemy that's doing it or their ideal boogeyman that's doing it, the white male in America. Now, going back to that picture, the Q shaman, I told you guys to put a pin in that because we're going to get back to it. Uh, Now, apparently he has been in jail for almost six months now. His name is Jacob Chansley, the so-called Q shaman. He's been in jail for almost six months with no trial date in sight and is suffering major mental health issues. And this is something that we've seen um, with many of the January 6th people who have been arrested. Um, Again, here are some of his charges. He got a civil disorder, obstruction, of an official proceeding, entering and remaining in a restricted building, disorderly conduct, violent entry, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. He's been in jail for six months. And keep in mind too that a lot of these Trump supporters that are in jail are put in solitary confinement for like 23 hours of the day. They're genuinely being tortured in these jail cells because they were let into the Capitol by Capitol Police officers. And yes, there is video of all of that. I will go and I will link it down below because no one seems to know how to use the Internet anymore. Actually, even if you do know how to use the Internet, Google and Twitter and Big Tech are going to suppress all of those videos of the Capitol Police being like, yeah, go ahead, come on in. Just don't break anything. So there definitely were many angles and many layers to January 6th. But one thing is very apparent, and that is that Capitol Police were letting in the majority majority of people that did go into the Capitol building, the majority of people were peaceful. There were Antifa perpetrators and infiltrators there. I know because I saw them with my own two eyes that day. And the Trump supporters that were there were trying to stop them from breaking windows. So yes, some of the Trump supporters were violent. I saw that with my own two eyes. But the majority of them were peaceful. And it is absolutely a disgrace that, again, our intelligence agencies are being weaponized against private American citizens to politically persecute them because that's exactly what this is. And again, the reason why January, July 4th felt different this year because we are now living in a very communistic style country, it feels like. You know, you can't say certain things on YouTube if you don't want to be banned. If you le- if you um, lean a certain way politically and you get put in jail, you know, chances are the DA is not going to let you out as easily as he would have if uh, you were a part of BLM or Antifa. So that's the country that we're living in now. On top of that, let's go ahead and take a peek at Tucker Carlson, who, remember, the NSA was allegedly spying on. And Jonathan Swan, who is a reporter for, I believe, Axios. Yep. He says an NSA spokesman declined to comment and referred Axios back to the agency's earlier carefully worded statement. In other words, the NSA is denying the targeting of Carlson, but is not denying that his communications may have been incidentally collected. And this is in response to an article that is headlined Tucker Carlson saw interview with Putin at time of NSA spying claims. And a lot of people were asking today who unmasked Tucker Carlson? Who got this information? How did it come out? And remember that the NSA came out and said, Oh, well, um, we only target foreign people and foreign entities. We, we, we usually don't try to target American citizens. And I looked into this a lot more too, because there is a loophole for the NSA to target American citizens, um, by again, for example, uh, Tucker Carlson was interviewing the El Salvadorian president a couple months back, who in the NSA's eyes could be a foreign entity. So say the NSA is like, oh, OK, well, let's go, you know, check out the El Salvadorian president. Oh, he had communications with Tucker Carlson. Now we can look at the communications that Tucker Carlson had. And now we can look at Tucker Carlson's information. So that's how that works. It's called reverse targeting. And that's how the NSA has been able to get away with, again, targeting private citizens. And keep in mind, too, that I'm pretty sure, no, I'm 100 percent sure that Edward Snowden, the reason why he no longer lives in the US is because he exposed the NSA for spying on American citizens. Yeah. So uh, I like how we all conveniently forgot that. But looping back now to just the complete communist infiltration of America. This is a cartoon that was being circulated by a lot of libs on Twitter this past week. And this is from china Xinhua news that says how a gun happy nation spends its fourth of july and its politicians saying to freedom of shooting and it's a shooter and there's blood splattering everywhere and there's a little graveyard that says death from firearm not firearms from firearm that's from firearm so that's what china came out with to again demonize america demonize guns because you know it's really difficult to take away people's freedoms and to uh commit Tiananmen Square part two if people are armed and China knows that, which is probably why they're spreading propaganda like this. Uh, You know, they're... And a lot of liberals and Democrats like to do this as well. A lot of people on the left like to demonize gun owners and demonize guns saying that, oh, they're only used for killing, blah, blah, blah. No, guns are also used for defense, defense against a tyrannical government, the same tyrannical government that is here and has been taking away our rights for the past year, for years actually now. So that was China's two cents on the 4th of July. And then this tweet here, I wanted to focus in on it because it got over 75,000 likes on Twitter from this American kid, Jalen Walker. And it's from this excerpt of a Chinese uh, nationalist who says, don't mention the American dream when I'm around again. She basically goes on to say how communism is about the community, whereas Americans are very individualistic and capitalism is about the individual. It's very selfish. Whereas China cares about all of its people, all of its uh, citizens, blah, blah, blah. They're all together. They're all a team. They're all a family. Okay. All right. Chinese propaganda. So this This picture got over 75,000 likes from Americans and it says, don't mention the American dream when I'm around again, because apparently Americans in this country, again, the same Americans who were burning the American flag on the 4th of July in America, they're so oppressed that you shouldn't mention the American dream around them. And they can now, um, they can now agree with and understand communist Chinese people more than they can their fellow Americans. And it's so funny to me too, because the same Antifa Actual communists, the people in America that are perpetuating and pushing communism in America. It's so funny that the exact thing that they're doing, speaking out against their government, burning the flag, talking crap on their leader, doing whatever the hell they want, committing crimes. You think that they would be able to do that in a communist country? You think they could go to China right now, talk shit on Xi Jinping and burn the Chinese flag? They would be disappeared like that. Okay. Chinese billionaires, billionaires get disappeared all the time in China because they get too popular, they speak out against the government, the way the government didn't want them to, they get disappeared. They aren't heard from for months. And when they pop back up, they say, we love the Chinese government. I don't know what happened. It's so funny to me that Antifa and BLM bitch and complain all day long. And every Democrat and liberal, they complain all day long about how they're so oppressed, how they don't have any rights in this country. It's like the fact that you're burning an American flag is a testament to the fact that you have so many rights and privileges that you're willing to literally throw your own rights in the trash. Like it's, you have so many rights that you're literally throwing them away because that's how privileged and spoiled you are. Now, going again into the just the Chinese infiltration of our country and then also the elites who are now just just openly supporting communist Chinese propaganda Chinese ideologies as well we have a Charles Munger who is a good friend of Warren Buffett who said that America can learn from communist China uh, and he was talking about Jack Ma again one of the billionaires who was disappeared after speaking out against the Chinese government he said that maybe the American government should take um, you know some lessons from the Chinese and deal with Americans in this exact same way but don't take my word for it let's go ahead and watch this quick video guys because this is actually really shocking Talking and very important for us to listen to. So let's go ahead and listen now. China is doing all the things that we should be doing right now. And I, I can't help but think of what they're what well, they've I, done I, to Jack it, Ma. that amuses me, you know. Well, uh, what about what they've done to Jack Ma? He's kind of disappeared as. Well, yes, but Jack Ma is one of the swingers. So they just cut his. They said, The hell with you. <laughs> he basically got, gave speech when he said to a, to a one party state, well, you guys are a bunch of jerks. And don't know what you're doing, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to do it better. And he was going to wade into banking and no rules and just do whatever he pleased. He also broke the A lot of the Chinese people. communists did the right thing. They just called in Jack Ma and said, "You aren't going to do it, Sonny." And, yeah. uh, and uh, I wish we had a. I don't want the, all of the Chinese system, but I certainly would <laughs> like to have the financial part of it in my own country. Although, ant financial. Was- Wow. So there you guys go. The elitists in power, the elitists who run our financial institutions and can, uh, you know, ruin the average American's life by cutting off their banking system or whatnot, are now looking to the Chinese communist and the uh, just the Chinese as a whole for a way we should run our country. Uh, Again, not from my mouth, from Charlie Munger's mouth himself. And Keep in mind, too, and again, going into our own American government, uh, Eric Swalwell caught having sex with a Chinese spy. Dianne Feinstein had a Chinese spy as her driver for years. The Chinese have infiltrated our government to an extent. The Chinese also own Hollywood. Why do you think in the remake of Top Gun, the Taiwanese flag was not on the jacket of Tom Cruise's character? I don't know his name. I don't really watch Top Gun. Sorry, guys. I, I know that's an iconic character, and I should have known the name, but I don't know the name. Put it in the chat. Um So China has infiltrated us from so many different angles. If you actually look up to um, several universities throughout America, teach Chinese like communist propaganda. Uh, The Chinese have really utilized and weaponized American liberalism against us. That's why, again, we're seeing Black Lives Matter and Antifa running our streets. They're flying communist flags. The LGBT community in itself is super divisive. You can't speak out against them. These are essentially the foot soldiers for the communism. And so socialism that is being slowly pushed into our country every single day. But of course, uh, you know, in this game, one country is smarter than the other. And China knows how to weaponize all of these bad liberal policies to destroy an entire country, which is why we're seeing the complete degeneration of America. Meanwhile, in their own country, Chinese social media giant, WeChat shuts LGBT accounts. This comes from the New York Post. Uh, Now, apparently they Shut down about 10 LGBT accounts in China. They didn't tell the accounts why they shut them down. They just did. But let me go ahead and make my own commentary on this and make my own assumptions on this. I'm going to say that China is smarter than the West is and they see what bad liberal ideologies and policies look like in play. They see how destructive it is to a country. They see how destructive it is to masculinity, therefore to the military, therefore to the government as a whole and to the entire society, to the traditional family. They see how destructive it is. And they also see how easy it is to take over a completely deteriorated country. So that's my two cents on why I think that China is shutting down these LGBTQ accounts because China's a little bit smarter, which is why we also see China promoting education drive to make boys more manly because China understands that they need masculine men to take over and dominate other countries. China understands what it takes to make a strong military. China understands what it takes to keep their citizens in line and quiet. Keep in mind they have the Muslim concentration camps over there and Disney is still shooting their movies over there. Why? Because Because China gives lots of money to Hollywood. China gives lots of money to our politicians. China gives lots of money to various institutions in America. So while America gets weaker, while our men get more effeminate, while our women are all transgender weirdos who think they're men and our entire country is in a state of decay, China is getting stronger and stronger by the day. And they will, and they already are taking over our entire country. So again, this July 4th really did feel different um, to me. Because I am now taking a step back and realizing and seeing the bigger issue at hand here. But for some reason, every single conservative commentator always wants to talk about the same old boring talking, uh, tired, tired talking points. And that is liberals are bad. Democrats are bad. Democrats are failed leaders. Look at Black Lives Matter. Look at Antifa. Okay, who created Black Lives Matter and Antifa's ideologies? Who's paying that Democratic leader to be so awful and destabilizing this? You know, uh, you know, a lot of the DAs that let all of these uh, rioters out, they're bought and paid for by George Soros. Look into that a little bit, you guys. It's a very interesting... Um, and again, um, you know, coming back into America now, taking it back to our own problems here. I, I have a good friend in Canada, Andrew from Rebel News. He's constantly sending me stories about Canada. All of their churches are being burned down right now. Uh, Canada is still in lockdown and I want to talk about international issues, but also, you know, America is in a state of decay and I feel like I don't even have time to talk about international affairs or issues because our own country is just completely going to crap. Um, for example, Uh, this story came out last week and uh, this is a story near and dear to my heart because I did live in Austin, Texas for two and a half years. Uh, So last year Garrett Foster got shot by Sergeant Daniel Perry because a mob of Antifa domestic terrorists surrounded his car in the street and Garrett Foster decided to point a gun at Daniel Perry who again was a former army sergeant and had training with weapons, shot him dead because he thought he was a police officer, realized he wasn't and got scared, shot the man who was pointing a gun at him, drove away and got out of the mob and guess what he is now being indicted for self-defense because a mob was in the street pointing a gun at him and attacking his car and now he is being indicted for self-defense so that is the state of America right now. And I know a lot of people in the chat are saying that I'm getting very Black-pilled, but I'm not getting Black-pilled. I'm just being realistic about this. And I do know there is still a lot of hope for our country. If I was Black-pilled, I wouldn't even be doing this broadcast. I would say, what's the point? Let America be destroyed. Let everything burn. But I, I, I'm I, this passionate about this because I do feel like this country is worth saving because if we don't we don't save America, we don't stand up for America, we don't talk about these hard issues issues. Where are we going to go? There's nowhere left. There's nowhere left. We have America and that's it. So I do feel very strongly about talking about these issues, which is why we will. And if I am black pilled, sorry, guys, it's not all happy uh, rainbows all the time. Now, um, on top of that happening, on top of just the complete miscarriage of justice, uh, let me also just play you some videos from, um, this isn't even the inner cities, this is San Francisco. Uh, This was this past weekend, apparently a Neiman Marcus was getting robbed by 10 people in San Francisco, and um, let's just watch this video a little bit. This comes after San Francisco relaxing a lot of those policies in regards to shoplifting. I believe if you shoplift less than $500 worth of items in San Francisco, they can't charge you for it and they can't really do anything to you you're just going to be let out which is why we're seeing scenes like this high-end stores like neiman marcus being looted by just straight up thugs what the hell's going on in this country bad leadership chinese infiltration defund the police movement black lives matter antifa i always uh, facetiously say what's going on in this country i know damn well what's going on we're being destroyed from within and it's working very well because the average american is too scared to stand up and Fight for our country. That was a long pause. But fight for our country. Say what's right. Say what's true. Stand up for what they actually believe in. Say hard truths. Everyone's afraid of being censored online, which is why they won't touch on certain subjects, which is why every single conservative says the same old boring talking points, and which is why so many other groups like, you know, America first, that's such a popular group with zoomers and with the younger generation, because the younger generation sees what's going on, the younger generation saw what boomers and millennials did to America, and where our entire country is right now. So they're aching and they're searching for something better, something good, something that will actually save this country. And 100% it's not this. Now on top of again, just these failed policies, uh, let's look into some of these um, DAs, like I was talking about that are being put into office that are creating these areas and these places of just mass crime so this is manhattan's likely new district attorney and he has some truly radical pro-crime ideas his name is alvin bragg and he appears to have won the democratic primary election for the manhattan district attorney making him the presumptive new leader of one of the most powerful prosecutor's office in the nation amid surging violent violence in gotham um Manhattanites should be hoping that Bragg takes crime seriously. Gotham, that's funny. Is that actually a name of a city in that? Okay, anyway. Although his biography is impressive, his proposals give reason to worry. And let me just go ahead and read this point right here. Where is it at, guys? All right. So uh, digging further into his plans, reveal some truly radical proposals. First, Bragg will immediately begin de-prosecuting certain offenses, refusing to punish violations of duly enacted criminal laws. These include resisting arrest, trespassing, fair evasion, marijuana possession, driving with a suspended license and any traffic violation. So there you guys go. We're dele- we're electing these DAs who are saying, oh, yeah, you can resist arrest that's cool. Yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah, you can trespass on someone's private property and scare the crap out of a, uh, you know, a single mom and her kids late at night, and we're not going to do anything. Go ahead, live your life. It it doesn't matter. And and, you know, a lot of these things too, like the marijuana possession driving without a license or with a suspended license. It seems like a small thing. But that's how this always starts. It starts out with decriminalizing these small little things. And then it turns into Yeah, cool, you could shoplift like you could shoplift like $1,000 worth of merch. And it's like, totally cool, man. Like, we're cool you're cool like everyone's cool which is why we're seeing um Statistics like this, Uh, this came out yesterday from Fox News. Shootings surge in major cities. Portland up 126%. Los Angeles up 47%. New York City up 43%. Atlanta up 40%. And Philadelphia up 29%. Chicago's missing from there. But don't worry, we'll get to Chicago as well, who had their most violent weekend of 2021. Yes, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, one of the worst mayors in America, I would say myself. Uh, 92 people were shot, 16 were killed six among the wounded in Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Chicago, the most violent weekend of 2021 so far. And uh, the worst part about Mayor Lori Lightfoot as well is that if anybody tries to criticize her at all, she says, well, it's because I'm a black lesbian woman. That's why you're saying this to me, because you're a racist, misogynist, a bigot. So there you go. It just, it's ridiculous. And also Lori Lightfoot has come out with two other whoppers of a freaking statement. She said that crime's actually going down in Chicago. Show anybody where, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, please show us where crime is going down in Chicago. And then she also said that there were not race riots last summer. Uh, Me and literally every single one of my friends who reported on riots last year would beg to differ because Chicago, on top of being a complete crap show every single weekend was a mess last year. And there were definitely race riots. I promise you that. Um, Kyle Cashew makes this funny and important point. Crime is down. Oh, well, no, you just stopped arresting people for crimes. Very true. That's essentially how Democrats work. They just say, oh, well, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the uh, police force statistics, you'll actually see that crime is going down. Yes, we defunded the police by 80 percent and um, they're severely understaffed. And so those statistics might be swayed because there's not enough people to answer all the crimes. But <laughs> the statistics are down, guys. The statistics are down. Now, it's not all bad. A the uh, judge ordered Minneapolis City Council and Mayor to hire more police siding with residents who say their lives have been damaged by severe lack of police. Defund and reimagine is not working. Now, I saw this quote earlier today, and it is just so perfect for, uh, again, this scenario, everything that's going on in Minneapolis, in Chicago, in Austin, in Los Angeles, in New York. Take your pick of a Democrat run city. Now, the quote read, the. <sighs> Wow, I literally just forgot the quote. I was going to say that. It was going to be so articulate, and I literally just forgot it. It said um, that the biggest privilege is leaving the state that your liberal policies destroyed Um, along those lines. I said it a lot better on Elijah's show earlier today. You know, at least I said it better for the bigger audience. Um, Also, Elijah and I got a lot more into China and the infiltration of our country. He broke it down really well. I would highly recommend you go to Slightly Offensive on YouTube right now and go check out the episode that we just dropped today. I was in that one as well. We went a lot more in depth into China too. Um, But again, yes, the biggest privilege in society is being able to move away from the city that your liberal policies destroyed. And we're seeing that time and time again again um Today, I heard that 40% of residents in San Francisco want to move out of San Francisco due to living conditions. Again, liberals go to these once beautiful areas. They vote in all of these Democrats who pass these bad policies. They make homelessness okay. They make uh, drugs on the street okay. They say, hey, you want to inject heroin? We'll give you a site to do it for free. We'll make sure that you're monitored by a doctor and we'll give you free checks. And also, if you want to go loot your local CVS, $500 or less and you'll get off scot-free. And then, um, you know, the people people who elected the Democrats that passed those bad laws are like, wow, this is actually really awful. We're going to move to Texas. And uh, wow, Texas is gorgeous. It's really clean here. It's really nice, but oh, it feels kind of bigoted. So let's just enact and vote in all of the people that destroyed the other city that we were living in. Let's, let's vote them in over here too, because hopefully that won't happen again, right? Right? Wrong. Uh, I pray for Texas. I really do. Now, going back to the concept that I talked about earlier as well of this new political play of if it's inconvenient, it just doesn't exist, Um, we are seeing from aft I don't know what AFT stands for, President Randy Weingarten. I will put it down below because I should have researched this beforehand. My apologies. But basically, this woman is saying that critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or middle schools or high schools. And culture wars are bullying teachers and trying to stop them from teaching accurate history. So people... The left specifically are trying to come out right now and say that critical race theory doesn't exist. Why are they doing that? Because there's been so much pushback from parents, from politicians, from just your average American, Um, their parents who are saying that their children were suicidal because they, they were taught that their skin color made them bad. And I have this video on my Instagram. Um, my link is down below of this teacher who is testifying in front of a school board and said that one of her students tried to commit suicide because he felt so bad about his skin color because of the, the critical race theory that was being taught to him in school. So, you know, all these people are coming out now and saying critical race theory doesn't exist. If you're anti-critical race theory, you're just a racist. That's what that comes down to. But we see videos like that. We see videos videos like this. Um, This is actually an excerpt from my good friend, Sydney Watson's video. Um, She clipped out this, this video. They were forcing students to be involved with a uh, privilege walk. So they were basically telling the kids if, you or your family have ever inherited land or money, take a step forward. And then, you know, all of the more affluent kids would have to step forward. And then they were talking to the kids about how they were privileged. This is critical race theory in our schools. It's teaching you, hey, if you're uh, well-off, you're, if you're affluent, if you're white, you're bad. And this is something that's being taught time and time again. But now that so many people have come down so hard against it, now it no longer exists. Similar to the border crisis. MSNBC's Joy Reid calls border crisis non-existent and slams Kristi Noem and DeSantis for sending the National Guard to the border. Now, Joy Reid's exact quote was that, um, let me see here it would appear that our inaugural absolute worst is jealous of all the attention that our two record holder, Republican Governors Greg Abbott of Texas and Florida's Ron DeSantis. So she's sending South Dakota's National Guard troops roaming, deploying them to the Southern border of Texas, joining MAGA sycophant DeSantis and the governors of Iowa and Nebraska in sending help to the border, Reed said. 50 National Guard troops are being deployed in response to Greg Abbott's plea for more border security for a non-existent crisis. So that's what Joy Reed had to say. And again, Christy Noam and Ron DeSantis have pledged to send National Guard troops to the border here in Texas because we are being so overrun. And if Joy Reid would decide to do actual journalism for just one Just one minute, just one little tiny minute of her life, she would see that this is clearly not a non-existent crisis, but lucky for her, she's just a talking head. So all she does is sit in front of a desk, read off a teleprompter and look pretty. Oh, the border crisis doesn't exist. I'm not gonna do any research into that. Somebody told me to say it, so I'm going to. It's non-existent. Okay, let's go ahead and do two minutes of research for Joy Reid because she's an absolute failure. Now, this is Bill Mnuchin. He is currently at the border. He's good friends with my friend, Jorge Ventura. He is a reporter out in LA now he is in I believe La Jolla right now here in Texas and we're just gonna run through his Twitter account really quick now again Two minutes is all it took me to find out what is really going on at the border. I decided to go to a reporter who was actually at the border and check out their Twitter account from Bill Mnuchin today. Texas DPS tells me four confirmed members of Mexico's Cartel del Noreste, Northeast Cartel, were arrested by law enforcement after they crossed illegally into the United States in Star County, Texas on Monday. But that's not the worst of it. Let's keep going. New, we just arrived in La Jolla, Texas this morning. And as usual, we are witnessing several groups of migrants crossing into the US. They're all walking around the income. Complete border wall about a half mile away from us. This group told me they are from Honduras. And there is the video right there of just groups and groups of illegal immigrants crossing over. And if you go into this thread, because Bill Minugin made it really, really easy for those of us who aren't that good at Twitter, all you had to do is scroll down on that exact tweet. And guess what? Another group of migrants has now crossed over. There's only one Border Patrol pickup truck here. Resources stretched very thin in the Rio Grande Valley. Thunderstorms and flooding aren't slowing anything down out here. And as you guys can see here, pictures and pictures and groups and groups and groups. Massive groups of migrants being apprehended every single morning, morning here in La Jolla, Texas. This large group is waiting to be placed on a border Border Patrol bus, which is already mostly full, and that is from this morning, July 7th. I've also gone down to McAllen myself, and I've witnessed this for myself as well. It was the middle of the day. Uh, you guys can go again, check out my Instagram account. I would have put it on Twitter, but I'm banned there. Groups of migrants just crossing the border. Um, so yes, there's all of these videos. These these migrants are from Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala. Uh, Bill Mnuchin, again, Taking all of these pictures says this is the largest single groups of migrants he's ever seen and is currently being apprehended here in La Jolla. At least 100 plus and more still coming down the road. Many children coughing, some moms breastfeeding. And keep in mind, too, that I did talk about as well... um, migrants who are specifically seven months pregnant on this trip. So that way, when they made it to the US, they would have their children, aka anchor babies, and their children would be secured citizenship here in the US. But that's not the worst of it. You thought that was all again, we're only two minutes in to this research on the border, Joy Reid. Late last week, Border Patrol in Texas Big Ben Sector arrested three illegal immigrants who burglarized a rancher's home in Hudspeth County and stole two loaded firearms as well as ammunition. The men were in possession of guns when they were arrested. And again, he is reporting there for Fox news. And then shout out to my good friend, Jorge, who does not stop his work on the border. He's been out there. He was saying that a human smuggler told him that it's now easier to smuggle migrants under the Biden administration because he's giving them asylum. Smugglers also known known as coyotes are using small rafts to transport migrants from the Mexican side to Texas land in Roma. So that's Jorge Ventura and Bill Minugin, two reporters who are actually going to show you what's going on during the non-existent border crisis. So, uh, there you go. New political play, maybe not so new after all, but uh, if it's inconvenient, it just doesn't exist anymore. Keep in mind that the border crisis is still very real and happening just because the media isn't reporting on it. doesn't mean that it's not going on. Now let's go ahead and jump into our other favorite subjects of things that are, um, you know, getting progressively worse now that people are not as scared of it. And of course, you know, we're all talking about COVID. Uh, I wrote this script out yesterday. I wanted to do a show yesterday, but I was feeling kind of tired and, I kid you not, from yesterday to today, a new variant of COVID came out. So we're supposed to be scared of the Lambda variant. Okay, so we already had the Delta variant. Now we have the Lambda variant. A lot of people are joking that these sound like frat houses, which they totally do, Um So last week it was the Delta variant. That didn't scare people enough. So this week it's the Lambda variant that raises concerns due to unusual mutations. Scientists are very worried the latest strain now found in over 30 countries, including Australia and the UK, could be more infectious and resistant to vaccines. But guess what, guys? The Lambda variant wasn't scary enough. And we now have the Epsilon strain of COVID-19 that may be evading vaccines, according to researchers at the University of Washington in San Francisco-based Vir Biotechnology Laboratory so if COVID-19 didn't scare you enough well the Delta variant did that scare you no no not that one what about the Lambda variant no okay fine the Epsilon strain guys that sounds like a freaking alien coming out of space to come suck your soul out of your body the Epsilon strain resistant to vaccines resistant to scientists resistant to all doctors and all medical help just die (sighs) our media is truly exhausting truly freaking exhausting you guys so again the one day that I decided to take off instead of doing the show yesterday, I did it today. In the one day, we went from the lambda variant to the epsilon variant, and from the lambda from the delta variant, went from lambda to epsilon. So this is just absolutely ridiculous at this point. And uh, of course, we have Gensaki too saying that they will be going door to door to Americans who have not been vaccinated. I believe the number of vaccinated Americans at this point is at 160 million, which actually gave me some hope because. The majority of Americans aren't vaccinated then, you know, based on those numbers, um, which makes me, you know, cautiously optimistic. I feel like a lot of people are seeing the very adverse effects that people are having to this experimental jab that is not FDA approved. And so when. Joe Biden says, oh, well, we want this many people vaccinated. The average American is like, no thanks, guy. And uh, so they have to, you know, again, try to throw out 58 different variants to scare you into getting your vaccine, or they're going to come door to door. If you haven't been vaccinated, come to my door, see what happens. Nothing. I'm probably not going to be home. I'm probably going to be too busy working, fighting for America. So y'all can knock all day long. I'm not getting this damn thing. Absolutely ridiculous. This quote's absolutely hilarious and it perfectly, again, encapsulates the entire vaccination situation in America. Remember to get vaccinated or a vaccinated person might get sick from the virus they got vaccinated against because you're not vaccinated. Let me read that again slowly for you guys, just so we all get that clear for us. Remember to get vaccinated or the vaccinated person might get sick from the virus that they got vaccinated against because you're not vaccinated. So just remember to get your vaccination guys. Anomaly also tweeted this out today, 2018. Guys, stop pushing conspiracy theories. The government will never knock on your door trying to get you to take vaccines, 2021. Guys, stop pushing conspiracy theories. It's totally normal for the government to knock on your door trying to get you to take vaccines. Good Lord, yeah. And then uh, Anomaly added the uh, crying face emoji because that's pretty much the sentiment of every American nowadays. It's just like, yeah, this is where we are. This is where we're at. And uh, we we literally have the dictator in office telling us he's going to come to our door and vaccinate us if we don't willingly do it. And people are now getting to the point where they're having to choose between their job or getting vaccinated. Um, what happened to my body, my choice? Well, probably went out the window with all of the crazy liberals who were, you know, the same ones chanting that that nonsense probably just two years ago. Uh, this comes from Sarah Thornton. She's been getting roasted on. Twitter because she posted this on Facebook. It's of a man riding the train six feet of distance away from her with no mask on. She says, I asked him politely to wear a mask, completely refusing, says he's not exempt, but doesn't have to want to. And it's optional. How unbelievably selfish said he was fine about me tweeting his picture. It's also awful. He knows I'm upset, but couldn't care less. Honestly, I feel like this is why some people hate women right here. Damn girl, the world doesn't revolve around you. If you're scared, put a double mask on and don't leave your damn house. Why are women so emotional? You know, and I'm not even going to make this a woman thing because we have effeminate-ass men in this country too now who would probably do the same exact thing. Actually, I know they would because every single time I go to the airport and I've been doing this since last year, um, keep in mind, yes, people like to say, it's federal law. You have to wear a face mask in the airport. That's BS. I haven't worn a face mask in any airport across the damn nation for the past year. No one ever federally indicted me. I never got arrested. You know, the worst thing that happened? Grown men would look at me in the eye really angry and give me a disappointed head shake. and you know what I would do I would look them in the eye and I would hold eye contact until they looked away so they would know that I'm the alpha in this situation and that they can go and cry in the corner a little bit harder I can't with American men. I really can't. Now, why is it that we shouldn't be pushing this experimental vaccine on people? Probably because teenagers, young children are dying from it. Now, this is the latest story. You guys know that I go through these stories every single week and it's heartbreaking. This is from the Daily Mail. Healthy Michigan boy, 13 years old, guys, 13 years old. Remember last week, it was a 12 year old girl who was in a wheelchair after getting her vaccine. She is now so disabled. She's in a wheelchair this year. It's a healthy 30 year old michigan boy who died in his sleep three days after receiving his second dose of his pfizer covid vaccine and the cdc is launching an investigation into this one because that's how bad things have gotten in regards to the adverse reaction to vaccines the cdc is now launching investigations his name was jacob slick click Sly- Slynik? Kleinick? I'm sorry. Jacob Kleinick. We'll say his name is Jacob Kleinick. Sorry for butchering your name, Jacob. May you rest in peace. He received his second dose of the vaccine in Zawaki on June 13th. Two days later, he complained of stomach aches and went to bed where he died. An autopsy was performed, but cause of death has yet to be determined. As with every single one of these cases, CDC has launched an investigation into any link between his death and the vax. Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have been found to cause myocarditis. The CDC now admits this, and so does the FDA. An inflammation of the heart in extremely rare cases is most most of which are not severe i love how they always put that in at the end it's like oh yeah you know um healthy teenage boys are dying from this from heart attack like symptoms but you know mostly not severe not really that big of a deal uh get it anyway it's fine so um rest in peace to this poor young man who died from a vaccine for a virus with an over 99 survival rate we're sacrificing our children at this point uh tim Poole also tweeted this out um i thought it was a Really well thought out point as well. He said, YouTube says, I can't tell you that new studies show Ivermectin may be an effective treatment for COVID. I can, however, advise you to get a mRNA vaccine from a stranger while drunk at a bar because you might win $1 million. And if that isn't the entire state of our country, I don't know what is. Because keep in mind, guys, and don't forget that if you want to get free Krispy Kreme donuts, a free joint, free uh, hamburgers, all the food that would contribute to your obesity, keep in mind 78% of the people who were hospitalized for covid we're obese. Yeah, you want to get free crisp cream, get your vaccine. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why? Uh, because nothing in this country makes sense because you think the government actually cares about your health? Absolutely not. And we've seen that in the way they've handled this entire past year. Now, it's not all bad, guys. It's not all bad. I know there's been a lot of heavy stuff today, and uh, this has been a very news-heavy podcast, but thank you for sticking with me. That's not all bad. We had dozens of unruly boss teenagers stage an hours-long mask rebellion on a flight to Bahamas. Can we just get a round of applause in the freaking chat for these young Chad heroes, okay? This is what I like to see, and this is what I want to see. To be quite honest with you guys, I'm at the point where I want to get like 20 people to buy a plane ticket with me and just stage a rebellion and just take masks off in midair. But guess what? These teenagers beat me to it. These kids are awesome. And these zoomers again, are going to save America. I'm 100% believe it because these teens, and I love how they're labeled here as unruly. No, they're free Americans. They have the right to breathe freely and they know it. So they stage this mask rebellion to stand up for the fact that that these mask mandates on planes are absolutely ridiculous. So shout out to these kids. They're awesome. This was an American airlines flight headed from North Carolina to the Bahamas. It was canceled and rescheduled for a day later because a teen, a group of teens, about 30 of them, um, they uh, refuse to wear their masks. Good for them. Good for these kids. That's freaking awesome. And we need to see more of this because, uh, if these politicians aren't going to get rid of these mask mandates for us, then we need to, uh, start staging these rebellions and start showing them who's boss in this country and who rules America, the constituents, the Americans in this country, not the other way around. Remember your politicians work for you. All right. Last story of the day, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I did want to end on that positive note. This one's kind of negative, but it's the last story of the day. Well worth mentioning gateway pundit came out with this. It begins banks now dictating what customers are permitted to purchase with their own money. And somebody basically tweeted out that their bank said, uh, yeah, it's our responsibility to protect your money. So we're going to stop your payments made to Binance until further notice. For those of you that don't know, Binance is a cryptocurrency app where you can buy crypto and, um, this Barclays apparently was like, well, we want to protect your money. So we're not going to allow you to buy crypto, silly goose. We're not going to allow you to go to Binance and go buy unregulated currencies that could take you away from the fiat currency we're trying to keep everyone on. You can't do that, silly goose. So, uh, yeah. This is the absolute state of America right now. And uh, again, a lot of people in the chat like to say that I'm blackpilled, that I need to calm down. Maybe you should get a little bit more hype for your country, guy. All right. Don't tell me to calm down. Maybe you should get a little more fired up for the fact that our entire country is being taken over right now. Okay. So don't tell me to calm down. You get hyped up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of rapid fire. This is a really good one. We went through a lot of information. So thank you so much for sticking with me. Remember to share this show. Uh, I appreciate you always. And uh, that wraps up the show for tonight. My name is Savannah Hernandez.